Hello, friends. Luke here, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. In an effort to get back to the roots of this podcast, exploring the spiritual journey and nourishing the soul, expanding our understanding, today I want to talk about connecting with God, <clears throat> good old divinity, the essence of life itself. And it's such a critical part of being human, right? To have that sense of connection with a higher power. All throughout history, all different cultural contexts have come up with their own unique ways of, of doing this. And we each as individuals also create our own unique way of connecting with and expressing our relationship with God. Understand that in order to connect with God, really it's as simple as allowing yourself to become infinitely immersed in the existential presence of right here, right now. And of course, that's easier said than done, right? So what happens is our minds kind of get in the way of our heartfelt connection with the essence of life. The thicket of our thoughts creates an invisible hedge inside, kind of this mental maze of our own making. And thus, when we try to connect with God through our own God concept, it becomes a very complex and kind of convoluted process. We end up thinking that we're connecting with God or we connect with an idea of God, but that does not necessarily translate directly into a deep personal spiritual experience. So we're going to just kind of peel this back a little bit layer at a time. And let's start out by asking, you know, who or what is God? And how can it be that we, as just a, a tiny speck in the cosmos, how can we ascertain the nature of our relationship with the source, the sum, and the essence of everything that is? Right? How do we connect, how do we comprehend cognitively that connection with something that's so magical, so mystical, so metaphysical, so much more than just what we can think? Right? So much, it, it's, the, it's the limit of our imagination, the very envelope and the container that contains all of our thoughts about life and the meaning and the source and, the, and what, what it's all about. How do we do that? The truth is that we each must find our own answers, right? We each must take time and examine our beliefs and decide for ourselves what is true. What's true for you today? And that may be different than what was true for you in your childhood or in your, in your young adult life. What's true today is going to ultimately culminate as a result of experience, and that's what's important. All the great traditions and the religions of the world provide a lot of different roadmaps of sorts, right? They each present stories that speak to the, the how and the why of spiritual experience. But now we're kind of in this new age, this information age, where there's so much information that's freely available. Belief systems are everywhere are really adapting to the emergence of greater awareness. As, as individuals become greater aware, uh, increasingly aware of of all the different stories, of the conflicts in the stories and the conflicts in religion and belief systems, uh, as we gain more information about all of this, we must evaluate kind of in real time, hmm, you know, what do I believe is actually true right now? And it's, there, there's a book that's called The Evolution of God. It does a great job of tracking all the, the shifts in our understanding of God that humanity has experienced kind of collectively throughout the history of, of, you know, all things, right? So from the gods of Olympus to monotheism, to 
Judaism, Christianity, you know, all of it right down through the Abrahamic traditions, uh, there are consistencies. And even in the, in the Eastern philosophies, which claim, many of them claim not to be religions or they don't have a God per se, they still have the sum, the essence, the Tao, for example, in Taoism, the way it is, the, uh, the ultimate sum and source of everything that is, right? And so all of this understanding changing over time is really just kind of the, what, what's the current mode of expressing uh, how we make sense of the world, right? Now, if you are of the traditional religious persuasion, Christian persuasion, if you're in the West, uh, and you may have the idea that your God has not changed in years, right? Your relationship with God, though, certainly has, right? Your relationship with life has changed your understanding of who God is, what God does, what he, you know, what God doesn't do or has already done. All that stuff has certainly shifted over time. Or you may be of the uh, kind of the open-minded spiritual persuasion. You're, you're constantly exploring your own relationship and, and the nature of God and the God concept. Wherever you're at, uh, even if you think that God doesn't change, there's nothing new under the sun. That the that the Creator is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, it, it, it's important to understand that these ideas are are kind of difficult to re- reconcile with the nature of observed reality, right? So the laws of physics and chaos and perpetual motion of the cosmos, the collision of the stars, the evolution of life and all of its fantastic niches, all of this truly attests to the infinite change, uh, I'm sorry, infinite chain of inter interconnected change, right? So the, the change is perpetual, this unfolding process, this change that's happening all the time. It links all of existence, everything that ever was to this moment. And from this moment fluidly flows into an interconnectedness with anything and everything that ever will be. We simply cannot <clears throat> uh, separate ourselves or step outside of this flow, right? We cannot comprehend life from a pick, fixed point of view, precisely because everything is in motion and changing. So since our perspective and our per- perception of God is going to change over time, it makes sense that our relationship with God is going to change over time as well. And what that means to me is that we, we each should really strive to maintain a curious space in the heart around our techniques and our understanding of how we connect with God. So in the beginning, I was talking about how, you know, God is really immersing oneself in the moment. Why is it? Why is that? You know, why is it that that's where we find divine connection in the moment? The reason is because the second that we get caught up in the thought of God and thinking about God, we, we literally disconnect from the very real, the visceral presence of God. We lose our sense of divine connection when we begin to inhabit the the mental structure, the mind, the idea of God. So, this happens, right? How, you know, how do we know if we're connecting with God? Good question, right? Uh, am I talking to ghosts? Am I talking to thin air? All of that kind of stuff. If if it's if it's mental chatter like that, I would say set that aside for a second. You know, how do how do we know if we've connected with God or if we're in communion with our own divine connection. I would say if if you've ever been 
gripped by gratitude or by grace. If you've ever been gripped by grief, if you've ever called out, why God, without even thinking about it, without even you know, any thought or of response, uh, ha- have you ever experienced a miracle? You know, there's a miracle in every moment. The truth is that every moment is a miracle. There's a miracle that we're alive, that we have the awareness to witness the wonder of life, right? Are you immersed in that reality? Are you so fully enthralled with the majesty of the moment, with all of creation manifesting to you and through you as you right here, right now? That is enlightenment, right? That is realizing the intimate connection, dissolving the illusion of self-identity and separation in the essence of life in the moment. The pure energetic awareness, good old divinity, God is manifesting and expressing all times, all places, right? It's God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omnipresent, you know, all, uh, all powerful, all knowing, omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent, all powerful. You know, this idea that God is everywhere all the time. How does the mind comprehend such a thing? Now, the mind generally creates an entity, also known as a deity, right? The idea of God, the separate entity or being that is somehow other than what we see and observe as life. God is the source of what we see and observe as life, but it's easy to to just try to hold it in the mind like that. That's the idea that we have to let dissolve and let go of. What we have done is created a container for God, for good old divinity. We've tried to wrap our mind around something that's that's uh, incomprehensible. It, it exceeds, kind of fundamentally exceeds, it has to exceed our limited cognitive capacity. We cannot stretch our brain all the way around God. But we can create a God concept. And when we start to attach labels like omnipotent and omnipresent and omniscient, you know, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, all this kind of stuff, we are describing an understanding. And with each label that we stick on the outside of this container, it, we really begin to restrict and box in our understanding and, as a consequence, our interaction and connected uh, sense of connection with God, right? So we, we begin to kind of keep it small and manageable. Oh, I experience God when I go to church, or I experience God when I uh, read you know, sacred scriptures, or I, I experience God only in these, in these certain areas. And yet, do you experience God when you walk outside and feel the sunlight fall on your skin? Do you experience God when you listen to somebody create music? Do you experience God singing in the shower or dancing in the rain? Where do you experience God? Where do you find yourself gripped by the majesty and the magic of life, where you're gripped by the wonder of it all, where you're truly gripped by gratitude and appreciation for being alive, the gift of life? That is as close to the divine connection as you can get in your mind. If you can ask the question, what's real right now? Who am I? And begin to take that inner trek, 
that seemingly infinite distance between the head and the mind to get out of the head, out of the mental fabrication, the mental mirage, the mental image of God, and into the heartfelt experience of God, that is where you're going to experience a true, deep connection with God, with good old divinity, with the divine presence and essence of life. Now, about that experience, that peak spiritual experience, we each may strive for it. We may experience it in different ways throughout life. We, we all seek that. And my experience has been that it's not a once and done experience, right? It's not you have this peak spiritual experience or this deep, uh, intimate moment of divine connection and communion. And then, you know, you just kind of float on a spiritual cloud. You get angel wings and a robe, and all of a sudden now you're a saint. That's not really how it works. The reality is that life is complex and very practically speaking, you know, we get pulled away. We get pulled into the flow of emotion, our own emotion, the emotion and expectations of others. You know, we get pulled into life and life begins to affect our emotions, how we feel, how we perceive things. And we get pulled into this other world, the mental world, the way that we make sense of the world, relate to the world through the mind. And the wise mind realizes, oh, I'm getting lost in the illusion and the confusion. And so now I need to get out of my mind, out of my head and into my heart. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to use the tools of transformation, intelligent inquiry, better breathing, intentional presence. I'm going to cultivate my spiritual awareness so that I can more often enjoy the pure existential bliss of being in union with the essence of life itself, with my own being in union, bonded to, connected with the creator of everything that is, to be cradled by the marvelous grace that gives me life, this magnificent providence, the how it came to be that there is a me, that I'm here and now experiencing life unfolding in this moment, that is where I meet with God. That is where you meet with God. And it's true, this is a highly personal experience, but it's also true that we can share this experience in fellowship in f- spiritual fellowship, right? And coming together to talk about the magic of life, the wonder of it all, the great mystery, to talk about God, the relationship with God, how how we relate to and interact with God, with our own God concept, with our with life, right? How do we make sense of this? How do we how do, why is it? Here's a question, you know, how does the spiritual journey apply to life at the practical level, right? Why is it that if I'm out of sync with my spiritual self, it doesn't matter what my physical self is doing, my material self, my financial situation, all of that kind of stuff. If I'm not happy in the heart, that stuff doesn't really matter. right? How is that possible? I have all these things. I think I'm doing everything right. And yet I'm, not, I'm just empty on the inside. I'm spiritually bankrupt. You know? Why? Because we are not connecting with God. And a lot of times that is because we misunderstand what it means to connect with God. We don't have to go to church to connect with God. We don't have to adhere to religion to connect with God. We don't have to believe the Bible to connect with God. We certainly don't have to uh, profess 
uh, faith in any belief system. We don't have to have any of these labels attached to it. We don't have to have somebody explaining uh, explaining it to us or being a mediator or, or building a bridge to connect with God because the connection's already there. We just have to elevate our awareness and, and come to realize that connection. And then once we realize that connection is there, we mentally understand it, we begin to cherish that connection and value that connection and revisit that connection and rekindle that connection intentionally. We intentionally develop our spiritual connection, our, our attunement to that inner awareness, that reality of the presence of God, the divine presence that is infiltrating every aspect of life right now. Right, that the God, the presence of God, the divine presence that that literally truly permeates the cosmos. It permeates every fiber and cell of my being. That idea of God. That's what I mean when I say having communion with God. You know, enjoying immersing yourself in that awareness, resting in it, being playful and curious in that awareness. Letting go of the mental mirage, the world, the clutter, the chaos on the outside, and literally holding that space in the heart to have that cherished moment of divine connection. We can do that. We should do that. And in fact, if we don't do that, we're going to be missing out. And so that's, uh, that's why I want to talk about this, because I think, unfortunately, a lot of people are missing out, because they reject the traditional religious uh, premise. They reject the idea that uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to talk to God. They don't, they don't buy that, right? That's okay. You don't have to believe that. You are free as a free and independent being, or if you choose to look at it as, a, as free as a ch- uh, child of God or an offspring of the divine creative force, the intelligent existence that has brought your awareness into this world, all of that, uh, you have the power, the possibility to place yourself in proximity to divine presence. You have the ability to choose to cultivate that divine connection. You have the opportunity to speak with God, to walk with God, to live with a present awareness of good old divinity in your life, gratitude for the gifts, for the grace, for the guidance, and also the get after it, that get inspired, that sense of thank you for giving me this chance to be alive and to bear a gift in the world, to be in the world and shine light, to be who I'm born to be, to develop and experiment with my own human potential, to have a positive impact on the world around me. I can do those things. You can do those things. We can do those things. And we'll do it best, shine the brightest, feel the most alive, enjoy the most satisfaction, and get the most out of life if we do it within the spiritual context. If we embrace our life, if we live our life in the context of the spiritual journey, if we understand, cultivate, and care about, if we cherish our connection with God, then we will enjoy the best that life has to offer. So that is my message for today, guys. Please, again, like and subscribe to the Soul Path Podcast. Please share this with your friends if you find these words inspiring. If you have any questions, comments, please drop them in the comments section below. I do appreciate 
your time being here, and I look forward to talking more soon.